Hey guys, this is Carleen and welcome back to the HodgePodge podcast. I am really excited to be chatting with you guys today. Um, This episode has been a long time coming and it's my 11th episode, but I took some time off to focus on school and finishing up my undergraduate degree up at App State in Boone, North Carolina. And so now I'm back and ready to chat with you guys. I'm hoping to get back on my schedule for uploading podcast episodes. Um, so hopefully I'll be up- uploading an episode for you guys every Tuesday. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I got to brainstorm some ideas. Um, but yeah, if you guys have ideas too, feel free to reach out to me um, via Instagram DMs or however else you can contact me to give me some ideas of what you guys want to listen to and listen to me chatting about, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, I hope you guys have been doing really well. And without further ado, let's jump into the episode. All right. So I wanted to start out this episode with sharing more about details about my degree in education, as well as what my actual placement looked like for my student teaching experience. Um, So I super recently graduated um, with a bachelor's degree in special education in the adapted curriculum up at Appalachian State University, which is in Boone, North Carolina. Um, I also got minors in dance studies and psychology. Um, So kind of a grad bag of three different um, career paths sort of things going on right there. But um, I really loved all the courses that I took and all the professors that I had up at App State. Um, But yeah, so my last semester of coursework here um, going towards my bachelor's was student teaching. Um, So for my placement, I was placed in a K through eight school in a self-contained special education classroom. And in that, in that classroom, I had students that had severe and profound disabilities. So the severe and profound disabilities are more of what like aligns with the adapted curriculum. So up at App State, they offer um, special education in the adapted curriculum and special education in the general curriculum. So the, the adapted curriculum would be what I'm in, which is the self-contained classroom um, with students with more severe and profound disabilities and then special education in the general curriculum is more like resource room um, students with ADHD intellectual disabilities etc but yeah so the self-contained classroom is basically a class with students who have special needs and they're in like their own little classroom environment that is apart from the general education um, environment and curriculum Um, So basically the self-contained environment gives um, students more of an opportunity to have like one-on-one interaction and instruction with their teachers. So it's a lot more specialized to fit the students' needs. So in our class, the amount of people in our room looked kind of different from a general education classroom. Um, So first, there is a smaller class size. So a smaller amount of kids in our class. And then second, there was a bunch of adults that are staffed in our room, like specifically to our room. And so whether it be the special education teacher herself, um, me as the student teacher, the teacher's assistant, a one-on-one some nurses for the students' health needs. There was always a lot of hands and a lot of adults in the classroom. 
Um, but yeah, there was always a lot going on in our classroom, but I was so impressed. Like it ran such like clockwork and it was quite impressive. Um, but yeah, I learned so much every day and I'm just going to jump in further with giving some advice and I'm going to try to give, um, more general advice so that it applies to all student teachers, uh, based off of what I've learned in my own student teaching experience. Also, before getting further into things, um, really the advice that I'm giving in this podcast and like the tips that I'm giving um, could also really be applicable and like beneficial to students who are entering an education program just to see like what it's going to be like. Um, you can't I mean, you still got to kind of take it with a grain of salt because it's just one person's like experience in an education program at one college. Um, but I mean, I know from my perspective, when I was younger, I would have really liked hearing about someone else's experience, um, knowing that that would be me in a few years. Um, so yeah, while I am in special education and the adapted curriculum, um, I've made this advice pretty general so that it can apply to student teachers and education students across majors. And I mean, it can also apply like I'm Like I'm chatting about, like it can also apply to just a regular education student too. Um, Maybe someone who's going into their first field placement before student teaching or is just starting up their their coursework. So um, yeah, definitely listen up for some tips and advice. And then if you're not an education major, um, I hope that you find this stuff interesting and kind of intriguing to listen to. But yeah, I'm going to jump into my tips and advice next. Okay, if you're a notes type of person, um, when you're listening to podcasts or whatever, take out that pen and paper or open up the notes app on your phone, whatever. Um, I don't know, because I mean, I came up with, I think, seven. Yeah, it looks like seven main like tips and advice for student teachers. Um, But yeah, so the first one is um, you are about to experience a big transition in your life. Um, the main part of this big transition is that you're going to be on a different schedule. Um, this is the first time you're going to be experiencing like a working schedule um, rather than a college class schedule. Um, and so it's much different than regular college. Um, it's pretty insane working a full-time job too while still having assignments for student teaching. So it's like a like while you are on a work schedule, it's still re- like a really weird in-between um, from my experience because it's like you still have these assignments and this coursework and professors to chat with and communicate with like throughout the semester, but you're going to be expected to go to school full-time hours, um, basically attend all meetings with your lead teacher and stuff like that. And so you kind of don't realize going into things um, that having a full-time job will take you away from your friends and college environment. Um, I mean, you have to go to school the entire day, each day of the week, and you have to be on top of your game. So it's not like you can be staying up late talking to your friends or, you know, going out and going to parties and stuff because it's just like not super realistic. Um, I don't know. From my experience, I would just get home from school and be so exhausted and ready to either take a nap or go to sleep early. Um, I don't know, get out to the gym and eat a good meal and then go to sleep early. Um, but yeah, it's kind of wild. It's just... Um, it just really like loads onto your schedule um, and it's just different from anything I'd ever experienced before. Um, But yeah, so I would give advice to just prepare for knowing it's a big transition and knowing that your schedule is going to look very different. So don't let it catch you off guard too bad. Um, And maybe 
put some extra thought into trying to find balance in your schedule. Um, like take the rest that you need after school. Um, also take that time to get your assignments out of the way early if you can. Um, eat well. Make sure you can get some side, um, some time into exercise. Um, it's a lot of factors, but um, if you are just like smart about it going into things and kind of expect that that's going to happen going into student teaching, I could see that you'll feel a lot more prepared. Um, but yeah, so that's the first tip. <laughs> the next one that I came up with, so number two, is kind of more just something that I discovered during student teaching. And it's kind of a silly discovery, but just, you know, follow along with me here. Um, but student teaching gives you a taste of what the actual career as a teacher will actually be like. Um, so I feel like that's kind of obvious to a certain extent, but it was just kind of neat because it's like you're you're still in school, you're still in college, you're still learning, but like to actually be in a school, like in a classroom that you would have like a year from then or whatever, is just a really neat experience. Like it gives you an in as to what the career is like. Um, so as a special educator, um, I'll be having to do like a lot of paperwork, a lot of stuff with IEPs, which are individualized education plans. And so it's basically like a legal way to set goals for my kids and update those goals frequently so that it keeps up with their progress. But anyways, it was interesting to see what all that paperwork was like, um, as well as what the meetings are like and basically like the full-time commitment of being at school and the full-time commitment of the job in general. So it just like goes beyond the classroom and beyond the school day. And so it was cool to see like all that went into the career and kind of gauge like how much work it truly will be. Um, I do think that that's something that will um, hopefully make things less overwhelming my first year of teaching. Okay, getting into tip number three, I just want to tell you guys to learn however and whenever you can. Um, so when thinking this part of my advice through, I kind of split it into two different sections. And so the first one is to take action and learn in the moment. I found it very important to sort of jump in in the moment and be very hands-on, uh, maybe offering up to help instead of allowing others to take responsibility in certain moments. So you can be like, oh, hey, I'm going to take one for the team this time. Like, I got you. I want to jump in and like learn in the moment. And I feel like that was so important. But then also with that, you definitely need to be able to reflect. So the second thing I broke it down into is being able to follow up after. Um, following up and reflecting is super valuable and just being able to debrief with your with like the staff in your room and like your team basically um, after difficult moments could be very, very valuable. Um, I definitely saw the value of that, not only reflecting on my own practices, but having other people give me advice on how I could have problem solved differently or maybe them telling me how they would have done it differently than I did. Uh, so I hope to elaborate on something like this uh, maybe in a future episode. I think reflection is a super powerful tool, not only in student teaching, but just like in life in general. Um, but yeah, you can definitely reflect not only at the end of the school day, just for a few minutes with your lead teacher, but also after you get home from school or on the weekends, if you feel comfortable with letting that run over kind of into your personal time. But yeah, so that is my tip number three, learn however and whenever you can. And then we can probably, I think, jump into tip number four. Uh, tip number four is to, um, basically, I encourage you to take notes. Um, maybe aim for one note a day. 
And so what I did is I have a bullet journal, and this is something that I do every year. Um, I basically have one journal that I write in like per year. So I've been doing this since 2016. But in my bullet journal for this year, I added in a page for each month. And so I'd have a page for January, February, March, and April. Um, My student teaching ended at the end of April. But I would label it with each of the dates that I would be in school. And then when I got home from school every day, I would write down one thing that I learned that day. Um, I mean, I learned a massive amount of information every day from my teachers, just little tips and advice down to bigger ways to communicate and ways to run the classroom, behavior management, strategies, you name it. But it's super interesting to take that all in and hear it out from all my teachers and stuff, but it's really hard to remember it all. Um, Basically, easy to learn a lot and then forget it quickly. And I know that if I can already forget it now, like what are the odds I'm going to be able to like pull that out and think of it during my actual teaching career? So writing just one thing down every day is a really great way to be proactive. It's a very like simple, like actionable step um, that I don't know, can help you remember your like what you learned from student teaching, which is really neat. Um, It'll probably be cool to like read back like later on too and see everything written down all in one place. Uh, But yeah, so get a journal and write down one thing you learned each day. And if you take that extra step to get a quick tip written down, then that action of not only writing it down will help your memory to process it and remember that tip, but it'll also make it easier to like recall and access in a teaching moment later on. And if a journal isn't your thing, I saw another thing kind of throughout my coursework, but crazy enough also on TikTok. Um, But you could create like a Google Slides presentation that can be basically like your toolbox, I guess. But you can put an idea like on each slide of what you liked from your student teaching classroom or what you saw in other classrooms during your student teaching experience that you want to make your own in your future classroom. So basically just make a slides presentation and add in ideas of stuff you want to use in the future. Um, So I thought about taking my notes from student teaching, honestly, and like putting them into that format. And I thought that would be neat um, and sort of like a digital format too, because like you can include links Um, Like whether that be links to websites, videos, documents, um, like worksheets, paperwork, whatever. Uh, But you can also put the names of programs in and add in pictures, videos, etc. And it can also be a really great spot to attach lesson plans and include pictures of ones that like you've already found to be effective uh, for your own personal reference in the future. I did a lot of like crafts with my kids and stuff. And so say like we did like a fruit unit, for example, and we did like a lot of crafts with like really cute like fruit stuff, like fruit related stuff. I don't know. But I took some pictures of like the kids samples and stuff. And so I can add that into like my slides presentation. And then later I can just flip through that slides presentation quickly and be like, oh, I'm doing a fruit unit right now. Like, let me just use the same craft. So I think that really a journal or a Google Slides presentation could be really great like resources to access in the future when you're looking back on your student teaching experience. All right, tip number five. My tip number five that I got down here is to dress professionally. So it's pretty simple and pretty straightforward, but it makes such a big difference. Um, It allows you to present yourself in a way that is really put together and confident. Um, I would suggest to buy both staple teacher pieces and fun pieces to create your wardrobe. 
Um, so it's funny because when I did my um, field experience, one of the other girls that was also an intern at the school had talked to me later after my field experience ended. And she was like, you know that the other teachers like refer to you as the funky pants girl. Like you're the funky pants, like intern, whatever. And I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> like, that's so funny. Like I got all these pants. I used to work at anthropology last summer, um, but I had gotten all these pants with my anthropology discount and they're super like crazy patterns. Like one of them has like big letters all over them. Like they're my teacher pants. But apparently, I mean, I knew it was my thing, but apparently others noticed that it was my thing too. Because these pants, I like bought this one type and a bunch of different patterns and I would wear them to school like all the time. Um, But it was so fun because like I had crazy pants and I would just like wear a nice shirt or like a graphic t-shirt sometimes with it and would just like have fun with like um, dressy but like comfy outfits. And it made me feel a lot more confident going into things. Um, Feeling like I still really did have my own style, but also was like meeting the requirement of like teacher dress code. But yeah, the main thing to come out of that story there with this advice is to just build up your teacher wardrobe. Like, don't be afraid to invest in some pieces that'll last um, throughout your teaching and just make you feel more confident going into the school day. You guys are hanging in there. I love it. So we have two tips left here. Um, And so tip number six here is to identify a support system and then rely on it. I found a support system to be so important during my semester of student teaching, Um, and I kind of just broke it down here. Uh, Definitely, I want to tell you first to utilize your mentor teacher or your lead teacher. Uh, They have so much wisdom and experience, like, in the fields that you're going into, as well as, like, just as an adult in an education career. Um... There's someone, they were selected to be your mentor teacher for a reason. There's someone who has many years of experience, like, in the field. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I would just tell you to be very, like, inquisitive with them. Just ask a lot of questions. Use them as a tool for reflection. Um, Ask them for advice on how you could have handled situations differently, whether it be, like, a behavior moment or just, like, classroom management in general. They're a really good resource for you. Um, but yeah, so just like be transparent with them too, like throughout your experience, like if you're experiencing something and want their advice on it, like they've likely gone through it too. So if you're having a hard time or if you're having a really happy moment or something just makes you think like really deeply, like don't be afraid to talk it out with them. I know my mentor teacher was like really awesome with that. Um, just making sure to like support me throughout the whole student teaching journey. Then apart from your mentor teacher, I would also say to rely on your university supervisor. So when you go into student teaching, you'll have like one of your professors likely that you've had in the past. I know some of my friends um, just kind of had like a different supervisor that they hadn't had as a professor, but like you get to know them throughout the semester um, if you didn't know them previously, but they're the ones that are going to do your observations and really just keep an eye on you the whole time to make sure you're meeting student teacher, student teaching requirements, um, as well as just being a good professional. And I don't know, they're, they're there to check in on you and make sure you're doing all good in your, um, like student teaching placement. That's the word. Um, but yeah, so feel free to rely on them, email back and forth with them, like communicate with them very well so that they can trust that you're, doing what you're supposed to in your student teaching placement. And then finally, the third part 
to your support system here um, is your fellow student teachers. And so they're also experiencing similar life changes as you are. Like I talked earlier in this episode about like the big schedule change and just like really jumping into the career for the first time ever. Like you're just going to end up being so used to like college classes and just doing school that like this is going to be a big change for you. And so it was weird because like at first I thought that I was the only one that like was experiencing like hardship because of the schedule change but like as soon as I brought it up and was like really transparent with my other like student teaching friends like we were experiencing like the same thing it was pretty wild I don't know um but it was really neat to rely on them as as a support system um I know we would go on little walks someday or have like taco night or go out to one of the bars and like I don't know it's just like give your time give yourself time to like chat with them and bond with them over similar experiences and i can see that as being like really helpful to any person that's in student teaching really okay tip number 7 here is to take care of yourself um it's so so important and kind of not talked about enough i know my professors would kind of just throw this in at the end of a PowerPoint slide, which kind of feels like what I'm doing now too. So it's kind of ironic, but just, you know, they kind of of would just throw it in at the end and be like, oh yeah, don't forget to take care of yourself throughout this whole thing too. But like, you really have to take that super deeply because I mean, I do feel like self-care has been on the up and up, like as far as its presence on social media and kind of like trendiness to talk about almost. Um, I feel like it's talked about a lot on TikToks and on podcasts and stuff, but it definitely is spoken about as something that is like to be very important, but going into student teaching is just a big adjustment. And like, so you have to take it like so seriously. Like, like I said, you're going from college classes where you get a lot of breaks in the middle of day, in the middle of the day, um, to being a full-time responsible teacher for these tiny humans and so it's just a lot of responsibility and that can come I don't know to be like very exhausting at first if you're not yet in the routine and so just make sure when you come home from school um, maybe after you reflect or whatever just take some time to wind down um, kind of realize that you're not at school anymore you don't have those responsibilities when you're at home you can relax be yourself Take a nap, get a good meal in, get some exercise, give yourself like a brain break. Um, So yeah, basically this one, it's just very important to take care of yourself. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say on that. But yeah, I, I feel like I pretty much covered it all with eating healthy, exercising. Oh, also maintaining friendships. That's a big one. Um, I found it hard to muster up more energy after school to like put into other people and really even like put into myself at that point, like teaching is very draining, but definitely take the time to continue to give to others if you can and just kind of unwind and unpack every single day. Okay, sweet. We got through it all. That was just seven general tips um, for student teaching and student teachers, as well as education students. Um, yeah, but I hope that I covered some interesting stuff for you guys and stuff that'll help you going into the future, um, as an education student, student teacher, or just maybe even someone going into college. I feel like this stuff could really apply to when things might get more intense in whatever major you're in. Um, but yeah, if you guys want me to go more niche, um, into like specific tips that I did learn as an educator and, um, 
EC or special ed, I can definitely do that in a future episode. Um, Like I said, I did write down like one tip every single day and I find this stuff to be really interesting. Um, So I would not mind at all doing another episode similar to this one, but just kind of get more niche into special education um, and tips that I learned throughout my experience. But yeah, I really appreciate you guys for listening in. I hope you guys will continue to stick around. Like I said, I will be aiming to upload again every Tuesday, so I'm super excited. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys.